0: After the tax return is prepared, many people do not know what happens within the IRS. The next stage is going to be tax return processing. Thank you for tuning in to Tax Justice Warriors. Welcome to Tax Justice Warriors, the podcast that celebrates the work of low-income taxpayer clinics, focuses on tax controversy work, and looks at related issues in tax news. I am your host, William Schmidt, the director of the Low-Income Taxpayer Clinic at Kansas Legal Services. Now, as I go through the taxpayer roadmap that was submitted by the Taxpayer Advocate Service last year, I am also reviewing the different presentations made by my students at Washburn University School of Law when I taught tax procedure last spring. So I am using different presentations that they made. Some of these are based off their slides that they used. So last week I looked at the tax return preparation process. From there, within the IRS starts the tax return processing portion that some of the main directions that the IRS goes with receiving a tax return are looking at the returns to see if it is a refund claim or if there is a balance due. So to begin with, the IRS has two main options that they are Processing the tax return and looking to see whether the taxpayer must pay taxes because they did not pay enough during the year when it comes to withholding or quarterly estimated tax payments. Or the other main option that the taxpayer has a credit and a amount due based on amounts that they paid in or credits that are allowing them a refund over the required amount of tax that was due to be paid. So one of the main first things that the IRS does when receiving a tax return is to verify the taxpayer's identity. They determine whether the person filing the taxes is who they say they are. So. They attempt to be as careful as possible, making sure that the taxpayer or person submitting the tax return is not fraudulently filing. For one thing, they work to combat fraud or identity theft. And also, they just generally do not want to be spending government resources. The government resources that have been collected to be used for other things. They do not want to waste them on a false tax return that has been submitted. So they are checking to see, did the taxpayer properly identify themselves? Is the social security number accurate on what was submitted? Is there any suspicious use of that social security number connected to the history Have they filed for an identity theft PIN before? Did they correctly use an identity protection PIN if they were supposed to use one? And if the IRS cannot verify the taxpayer's identity, they stop processing the tax return and send out a notice with letter 5216C. Now, presuming that the taxpayer's identity Has been checked and verified, then the IRS looks to see did the taxpayer accurately record the financial information on the tax return? Did they adequately record their credits? Did they list all wages, income, or other pay information on their tax return? Did they properly list their employers, all of their self employment information? And does the information the IRS has match up with the information the taxpayer has provided? So when the employers are required to submit W-2s or when someone is working with an independent contractor and has to file 1099 miscellaneous information with the IRS, does everything match up with what the taxpayer has filed on their tax return? So the IRS is going to comb through the entire application, maintaining that what the taxpayer has filed, that everything is proper. If the IRS is disputing any of the taxpayer information, they will send the taxpayer a notice of math error, and if that notice is not responded to, they will submit a final notice. So often... As a math error notice, the IRS is sending out a CP-11 letter. Ultimately, the IRS will issue one of two separate decisions. The first conclusion could be that they determine the taxpayer doesn't have a balance due or gets a refund. That if there was proper filing, all the information was filled in correctly, then either there may not be any money changing hands Or there could be a refund issued from the IRS. Or the IRS could determine that there is a balance due. Then the IRS will notify the taxpayer for the taxpayer to send in the required amount. But if the taxpayer fails to send in that required amount, they may either have the chance to contest it, and that could be sent off within the IRS to be screened, or the taxpayer file could go to collections. Now, some of what that has been different with the coronavirus pandemic is that several processing stations were shut down. Some IRS employees have been able to work from home if they were able to get laptops or other equipment, but some of it is the literal reviewing of tax returns for individual taxpayers. So there are many times that that has to be done in-house and cannot be done from an individual's home. So when employees were sent home or working from home, that may have prevented some portions of tax return processing to take place. So during the pandemic, it is easier for online tax returns to be processed, but with the mail not being processed, some of it sitting, and talk of the trailers of unopened IRS mail that has been set aside and not speedily cataloged. So the IRS website stated that processing paper returns was extremely limited and also There was the extension of the filing deadline to July 15, so all of that has extended or delayed what happened with tax return processing, so that has added additional time to the tax return processing season, and we are still waiting to hear that everything has been processed from the 2019 tax season. Now, when a taxpayer is getting their refund, that will either be by a paper check or through direct deposit. If the taxpayer is disputing the IRS decision, they can appeal that decision. That account would go on to examination and appeals. If they don't appeal, then a balance due would go to collections. So I will be talking about those departments in future episodes, but also at any point in the IRS analysis, they could find fault and send out a notice, which means the taxpayer must submit a correction within a timely manner, try to receive an extension that often the taxpayer has a 90 day response time but often if the taxpayer does not respond the default is that the IRS can move forward with their submission whether that is a deficiency or some other conclusion that if there is no taxpayer response then the IRS can move forward when there is Definitely a balanced due return, especially that the taxpayer has submitted. Then the IRS just determines whether it was validly prepared or more attention is required. If the IRS determined that there were no mistakes on the return and the taxpayer sent in the correct amount of money, then the return is posted and everyone moves on. The taxpayer will often be notified. But if there is a contest by the IRS to what was submitted, then the IRS sends out a notice as I was talking about a little bit earlier. So generally, these are the stages that happen with tax return processing within the IRS. Generally looking to see was what the taxpayer submitted to the IRS correct, looking at the Identity portion to see was there identity theft or fraud of some kind, or just in general a mistake. Looking as well to the submissions with regard to financials, income, was everything submitted correctly? Does it match up with what else was submitted to the IRS? Looking as well, was the taxpayer's math done correctly? So generally, if there is a mistake, the IRS sends out a notice waiting to see what the taxpayer's response is, and if there is a greater dispute from the taxpayer, then it goes on to one of the other departments for them to correspond with the taxpayer. So I hope this was informative in looking at tax return processing, what happens within the IRS after a tax return is submitted. I hope this was educational for you. Thank you for tuning in to Tax Justice Warriors. Thank you for listening to Tax Justice Warriors. We have a Patreon page if you'd like to support this podcast. Providing monetary support for this podcast helps with expenses like equipment or travel to tax conferences. Supporting this podcast through Patreon comes with rewards, so check out our Patreon page. Please rate or review this podcast because positive reviews help get more people to know this podcast exists. The views expressed on this podcast are not official opinions of the IRS, the Low Income Taxpayer Clinic Program, or the employers of the people who spoke on this program. Your tax situation is unique, so do not take the statements on this program as tax or legal advice. Consult with your own tax professional to provide you with specific advice on your situation. Tune in next time on Tax Justice Warriors for another interesting tax discussion.